Casting V and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning, fashion friends. Welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got a fun, fun show for you today. Kicking it off with the scoop du jour. Bob, I might need a drum roll on this one. Not just yet, but I have Pantone. Warning. Pantone <laughs> has named the oh. color of the year. Yes, yes. So color of the year for 2022 is... Oh, yeah. Very Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Oh, and, and it sounds so festive. So, so how appropriate is that? Very okay. Perry. Very Perry. As you can probably guess, it's kind of like a periwinkle. So very Perry. Which is kind of orange? No. no. Wrong direction. No, that's right. It's more blue. Yes. Mm. Blue purple. Like blue, I would say blue purple with like a definitely some red undertones. Um, okay. So I wanted to read something. Well, first of all, this is the quote. It's a new Pantone color whose courageous presence encourages personal inventiveness and creativity so that's the official quote from pantone and um you know for me this is a transitional color that's what i'm calling it and why why well because it's i wouldn't say you know sometimes they name colors and they look very seasonal to me um like i'll say oh that's clearly spring summer or that's fall winter and um you know you may or may not Agree. It doesn't mean you can't wear this color at different times. It's just what I identify it with. And um, but this color, I feel like, is a transitional color. I feel like it's kind of those in between seasons. It's kind of um, an interesting. I think we're in sort of a transitional time. So it's funny. Maybe that's why I thought that. I don't know. I just feel like it's not a neutral. It's not a bright. It's not a gemstone. You know, gem tone. It's it's a transitional color for me. So um, it's definitely looks great on almost any skin tone. I can't think of anyone that I'd say eh, it's not the best. Um, and maybe that's why I love it. Maybe that's why I'm categorizing as transitional. Men and women, I mean, any color anybody can wear, obviously, but sometimes there's certain colors, I think, that you will see more of in women's wear or more of in men's wear. This color, I think we'll see it in both men and women's wear. Um, and there was something interesting on the website, Pantone's website, which I wanted to read. Um, I thought it was I thought it was something, uh, the way they word things, you know. Okay, so... It's about this color. And again, this is on the Pantone website. So it basically says that the um, Pantone color reflects what is taking place in our global culture, expressing what people are looking for, that color can be hope to answer. Um, creating new color for the first time in the history of Pantone color of the year. So this is a brand new color for them. Um, and... It's a way to express and affect ideas and emotions and engage and connect. The complexity of this new red-violet, so they're calling it a red-violet, infused blue hue highlights the expansive possibilities that lay before us. So that's what I thought. I feel like there is definitely a red undertone to it. That sounds like it's a dark color. 
Um, no, I wouldn't call it dark. I would call it kind of medium. All right. For me. I don't know. It's not, um, I don't have a picture of it. Yeah, for me, it's medium. Now, again, it's going to read differently on your computer screen versus how you see it on fabric. So I think sometimes we're going to look at it and go, oh, that's a pastel. It's definitely not a pastel. I think sometimes you're going to see it and you think, oh, that's darker or that's brighter. Um, I'm going to lean, I would say bright-ish, but I wouldn't say it's a bright color. Bright-ish, that's what I would say, (laughs) an ish. Um, And then also I thought it was interesting – you know, a little bit about the color of the year. Because people always ask me this when we when this conversation pops up. It's how do they select it? And I love, I've talked about it here on the show before, I love this process, but I wanted to read from the website again their, how they put it. So Pantone color of the year selection process requires thoughtful consideration and trend analysis. To arrive at the selection each year, Pantone's color experts at the Color Institute comb the world looking for color influences that can be in the entertainment industry, films in production, traveling art shows, new artists, fashion, all areas of design, popular travel destinations, as well as new lifestyles, play styles, socioeconomic conditions. Influences may also stem from new technologies, materials, textures, and effects that impact color. Um, So for 23 years, Pantone Pantone's color of the year has influenced product development and purchasing decisions in multiple industries, including fashion, home furnishings, industrial design, as well as product packaging and graphic design. So that's pretty much what I we always talk about here when I talk about the color of the year and how it really affects more than once, not just fashion and, and kind of where they get their color from. I, I think they could say it shorter. They could say this yeah. color is different, but not too different. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, gr- that's perfect. <laughs> but then it doesn't sound fancy. You know, okay. they had to give that it's long. It's fancy and different, ex- but it's a different. Yes, yes. That's maybe too simple for Pantone. Yes. Because think about this. Their names alone get a little quirky. I mean, very Perry. We couldn't just call this, um, you know, I don't know, Red Violet or, or Blue Velvet. Well, when violet. you said Red Violet, it sounded dark to me. Very Perry is also a, an indication of of their recognition of that, that it's not right. the light periwinkle that we think of when right, we think right, of periwinkle. Right. Yeah, I I mean this what I saw online looked periwinkle to me. Oh, okay, but I have seen periwinkle when it's lighter. Like if I think of a Crayola box of crayons, mm-hmm. periwinkle's light. Yeah, I think right. That's yeah. what I thought. Too. That's not what I saw. But again, that was on the computer. And maybe it's my computer, maybe it's the lighting. I was like, oh, this looks darker to me. It mm. looks more, definitely more red-purple. So, yeah, I guess Very Perry would make the sense for the name. Mm. Well, anyway, um, I think it's a pretty color. I think it's going to be easy to wear. And let's see, how are, what color are you going to pair with it? I would pair it down with just – I would ground it because, again, depending on – the fabric you're choosing, it could it's going to look brighter or lighter or darker. So to be safer, I would pair it with something strong like a neutral. So silver would be lovely for this time of year. Um, obviously, black would work, but black could be a little harsh depending on the shade. Again, um, a neutral. I think so. It a, wants to see a lighter neutral. Yeah, I would say like a gray or a silver. Mm. Um, I even could picture again the right shade of it. With a cranberry, that could be really pretty because cranberry is kind of like red and purple mixed. Hmm. 
which is kind of a variation of periwinkle, mm-hmm. <laughs> much, much darker. So, yeah, I think um, that those could be colors. I think I'll talk more about this once we start to see this color actually coming out, and then we'll say, okay, because, you know, you'll see it in stores. You'll say, oh, that's the color of the year, um, probably as soon as next month, by February for sure. Um, you'll see it in spring things. So spring collections hit stores usually in February. You'll start to see, you know, areas of that. And then you'll start to see it in packaging as well. Don't be surprised if there's an electronic device, a computer, an iPhone or something that comes in this color, headsets or something. Well, but, you know, you go to these fashion shows that are showing stuff months away. Yeah. How, how do they get to the color? Or are they not concerned about the color that much? They, well, it's being made now. So, you know what I mean? There there are certain things. Well, did they know the color ahead of time is what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know. Well, yes and no. Oh. So the designers get sort of trend forecasts. And they do know kind of, again, almost the same way the color of the year gets announced. They kind of have people, or I think there's actually companies that do this, and sort of give, everybody gets the same sort of trend forecast in the in the industry. Hmm. And then you can then pick and choose, you know, like, oh, pastels are going to be hot for spring 2022. Okay, well, that works with the DNA of my brand and... You know, or maybe if I ne- if I only do black and dark colors, well, I'm not going to do pastels this year, but I'll do my version of something else. But they get many different things. Color is definitely one of them. There's that. And then also, things can be made closer in. So, okay, for, for February, the February shows, they'll be showing what's coming out in the fall of 2022. Oh, so you're saying the February show is what's going to be showing this color. Yes. Ah, okay. So the things now aren't we, Yeah, yeah. But we will see stuff soon, though. We will see stuff soon. We'll see stuff, you know, probably in the next couple of months in this color for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But it's not necessarily going to be something new. Maybe it's just going to be a sweatshirt in that color, something that can be mass-produced. Uh-huh. So, yes. So, um, yeah, I'd, sorry, I didn't clarify that. So in February, the shows were seeing what's coming in the fall. Oh, we would, would we have talked about if you had clarified it (laughs) yes all right so speaking of let's talk trendy let's talk um winter i have the six biggest trends for this winter and i kind of combed through this This, these are things that i picked and um, i kind of combed through did a little research and was looking through a combination of Fall trends and spring trends, supposedly, what's coming. And then based on more more based on my feeling and based on what I've seen. Because I've been in lots of stores by now. So, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, it was a different story. I was really looking mostly online. Now I'm looking online, but now I physically have been in just about every store from here to Manhattan. <laughs> oh, and across the country, too, because I've been traveling. So <laughs> I've been popping in stores, seeing what's been trending and what's selling and just, you know, kind of looking over. So these are some of the things that I think are going to be um, some of the bigger. It's footwear, by the way, specifically. I narrowed it down to some shoe trends for this uh, winter into 2022. So it's interesting because... There, it's kind of like there's something for everyone, I noticed. Normally, I feel like, oh, it's all about the clunky, chunky boot, or it's about the sky-high heel or whatever. This season, it seemed like there was a little bit of everything, and I thought, well, that makes sense, because once again, we are in a time, generally speaking, where there's, it's... 
I don't want to say the word uncertainty. I want to say transition. I, I like that word today. Um, where people are, some people are choosing to do less, stay at home a little bit more. Some people are done with staying at home and want out, out, out. Mm-hmm. And so there's this big flux in what people are doing more than usual. That is, is definitely reflected in what I'm seeing in the retail industry. So um, I think normally winter shoes, we, we kind of go for practicality in this neck of the woods and, you know, it's boots and it's snow boots. However, it's challenging because holiday is here. And every I have seen so much sparkle. I have seen so many glittery shoes this season more mm. than ever. And again, that goes back to something that I remember talking about um, probably sometime in 2020, I talked about it, where I was saying, oh, de- it might have been February. Designers are really pushing that glam factor and the sparkle and the get up, get out, get dressed. Let's try to get back to our lives that we had before the pandemic. So this is now the reflection of what that has what has happened. And um, it's just giving you options. So based on what is in stores now, not based on what the runway showed us a few months ago, riding boots, that's my number one pick, riding boots. This is something, so again, not necessarily trending, but they're out there. I think because it's comfortable, it's classic, um, it's, it can be practical or not. Um, this is something, by the way, it's on my wish list. <laughs> so believe it or not, I don't have a riding boot. <laughs> and um, I th- you know, Well, those generally have a low heel. That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> You just took the words out of my mouth. And that's probably why I don't own them. Hmm. But I'm telling you, I'm getting there. I feel ah. it. I'm getting there. I really like, because that's a specific look. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe I could do that. I have to say, there have been some beautifully made riding boots that I've seen. They're certainly not, they're quite pricey. But I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do a good pair. And that's it. Because I don't see me wearing lots and lots of low-heeled boots. <laughs> so, um yeah, this might I might make a purchase. Anyway, I think they're great worn over leggings or even jeans. Just the typical pair, tip, typical way you would wear a riding boot if you were actually going riding, and that very equestrian looking flair. And I've seen them in Zara. I've seen their versions of them on you know lower end, more inexpensive, affordable stores, as well as all the way up to Hermes, who has a beautiful pair that look you know straight out of an equestrian center. Um, so yeah, I've seen a lot of. Of riding boots. Okay, number two on my list. I have this love-hate relationship with this. Clogs. No. Yeah. So love-hate. Here's my thought. Once upon a time, I did own a pair of clogs. I think I've owned one or two. I don't own them anymore. And you know what happened with those clogs? They weren't high enough for me. So I had a shoemaker try and I don't don't know what what sword you want to use, like fix them, but they weren't really broken, um, and make them higher in some way. It was a nightmare because the pitch then was off, (laughs) and I couldn't walk, and I was like, ugh, what did I do? They weren't, they were inexpensive, didn't matter. However, that's my love-hate right there. I love, you know, I'm a 70s child, so that 70s, 80s kid in me loves the 70s boho feel. I, I look at them every time. I look at them, I pick them up, I turn them around, I look at the heel, and I put them right back down. And that's exactly what, and I'm like, I want to buy them, but then I'm like, but I know I won't wear them. So anyway, I've been seeing them. 
Um, and I've seen a lot of different variations, which I thought, oh, this might draw me in. So different variations, meaning I've seen high heel clogs. I've seen an actual, so it's a wooden heel. It's maybe, I don't know, two inches wide. It's thicker and stacked. So it's not a skinny heel. It's thicker, almost like a boot heel and a little bit higher. And probably I want to say maybe a good three inches. It was maybe even, yeah, three, three and a half inches. Hmm. And I thought, oh, okay, that might be the clog for me because it's like a hybrid. So um, I've also seen lots of prints and color. I've now seen them in Sherpa, like a fleecy material. I've seen them in cow print, cow skin, actually, Hmm. um, like a pony hair print. I've seen them in where they're suede on top and kind of like furry sticking out from underneath. It's kind of a take on Fendi's, I'm sorry, Fendi, Gucci's loafer. Gucci is a loafer like that. Mm. Um, and many, many, many different colors. So I'm, there might be a purchase of a pair of clogs in my near future, but I'm sure it will have a heel. So, so that's what I've seen. I've seen lots of that. And again, that's great for the person that wants a fun shoe, but you know, you're not really getting too dressed up. Maybe you're in a sneaker all the time. So it's something different. I also feel like it's not the easiest shoe to wear. Would you agree, Bob? (sighs) The last time I wore anything cloggish, well, a guy's clog was different though. Well, no. When they when they first came out, men and women kind of wore the same kind of clog. Right. So they were kind of 70s, unisex. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah I would say. Be. You're right, because it was kind of that low heel, just slip-on shoe, right? I, yeah. Was it? Yeah. I'm trying to remember whether mine had a, had a, a back-to-the-heel area or, or is oh, it just a slip-on? Almost like a croc. Yeah. Maybe. Or, yes. Or uh, what's the other? Hmm. Birkenstock? No. No, they have a term for that. Well, anyway. Oh, okay. Well, you, right. So I'm thinking that I've also seen that style too. It looks like a croc, where it, but it's not that material, where mm. it's very low mm. and has a little bit of a back to it. Mm. I've seen that as well, calling it a clog. So clogs on my list. Um, and then I've seen, next on my list is something extra sparkly. Um, I think this influx of all things shimmery, again, it's that that sort of getting moving to the post-pandemic days, whenever that officially is, I don't know. Um, whether you consider that now or not, maybe you're just saying, I'm ready to get dressed up again. Lots of sparkle. I've seen, again, I've seen so many sparkly shoes and things, which is great. I think I, I really am like a crow because I'll tell you, it, I know in my head when I walk, let's say it's a department store. It doesn't matter what, what level, if it's high end, low end. I can scan a room or a, a not a room, a store quickly. And someone commented on this about me years ago. They said, wow, I've never seen someone be able to scan a floor so quickly and zero in on what you want. And I, I said, you know, that's years of practice. And I will know, I will see the sparkly thing. I will know it's something I don't want. I will know it's something probably inexpensive and probably poorly made and no, but I will I will immediately be drawn to it just so I go look at it and touch it I don't know what it is maybe it's the little girl in me I don't know hmm. but I and I'll walk over thinking that's in your in my head that's junk but I want to see it you know like I just <laughs> still want to see it I don't know what it is it's like a cookie you know I've <laughs> never met a cookie I didn't really like even though sometimes well, I don't love that flavor but I'll still eat it because it's sugar so, uh, yeah, lots of sparkle, and, and you can choose from how much sparkle you want. 
Uh, next on my list is platforms. Yay. You know, I'm happy. Boots, sandals are everywhere. You know, this is my favorite. And I have to say my favorite style of platform right now that I could wear all the time, every year, all year, is a Mary Jane platform. That is, I don't, if I had to pick a shoe that I would say, you know, this would be my legacy. This would be named after me when I pass on. It would be a gigantic platform Mary Jane, 100%. 100%. I don't know why. I just love it. Um, I mean, I wore Mary Jane's as a kid, you know, regular ones. So you would think I wouldn't like that, but I I do. How well do you drive in a platform shoe? Oh, that's a great question. First of all, my seat is back much further than it should be because right. I, you know, con- I'm fine with it. But the I'm, heel doesn't like get in the way or something. No, I'm no. literally like resting my right foot on the heel, all right. and then just pushing my fore foot back okay. and forth. All yeah, right. it's actually very comfortable. Just, it's a very natural extension then. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm. When I have a flat on, I have to adjust everything. Like yeah. if I have a sneaker on, I have to move my seat up, mm. and then I'm like, oh, I'm actually taking my foot on and off of the, you know, the gas and the brake, like moving it more. Mm. Where the, with the heel, it's kind of just like, you know, shifting pivoting. a little bit. Yeah, yes. piv- pivoting. That's a good mm. word. Mm. So, <laughs> so very well. <laughs> um, yeah, so platform, both boots and sandals, loving, love, love, love. And I think the Mary Jane style, it just, by the way, this was kind of like a surprise trend or maybe what was it I called it? A uh, micro trend? Maybe? don't. Yeah, I want to classify it as a micro trend. It's kind of like something that pops up in the mist that wasn't kind of trend forecast. And it's because Versace had them on the runway just this past fall. That's why. They had a so big that I was like, oh, I think that's even too big for me. Dare I say? I do. I think it was too high for me. It was more Lady Gaga type of shoe than me, which is there is a difference. (laughs) You know, where I'm like, yeah. And, you know, again, I'm not 25. If I were 25, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's do it. But I'm not. So, you know. But they are that high you know it almost looks like a circus shoe Mm. um but it was a mary jane and it was so cool and i thought oh that's literally like just an inch too high i mean it it was probably 10 inches it was really 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 high all right also on my list wedges what so wedges in the form of a boot by the way so i've been seeing a lot of very sleek looking boots with a wedge heel and in leather specifically. So I've seen red, I've seen green, I've seen, of course, black and camel and gray, um, but a wedge boot. So all, all done, in, the heel is in leather as well, which again, that's why I think it looks very sleek. And I think it's very easy to wear. This is kind of the shoe for everyone, I think. I think every woman that wants to wear a heel, but either can't or um, it's just not practical, this is the shoe, a wedge boot. It's kind of like, it's like wedge, you know, wedge sandal, same thing. So, and looks great with everything. I feel like this is the workhorse of boots. Um, and often you can get them different fabrics. You can get them fur lined. You can get them more sleek and simple. You can get them in, um, like I said, different colors. So, um, yeah, I saw a lot of that. And then the last thing I saw so much of was I'm calling this a hybrid boot. Because I don't know what to call it. Because I think depending on the brand, it's called something different. Talked about this here on the show, by the way. Oh. Hybrid boots. So basically, picture this. It's a combination of a snow, a hiker, and a motorcycle boot. So some are leaning more one way or the other. Hmm. Um, I think this is the most versatile of them all, of all of the shoes I've been seeing and boots. 
Um, why? Because okay, so some I've seen that have a very lug sole, very chunky lug sole. All right. So that makes it definitely more hiker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. Then the top of it gets more like it's either uh, sherpa or fur lined, or gets oh. more warm. So that makes it more snow. Um, then some of them are just straight up leather with like buckles and hardware and go more up your leg, up higher, like to just below the knee, which makes it look more biker, all like right. motorcycle. <laughs> but again, it still has that chunky base. So they all kind of have a really thick, chunky sole, or you could even call it military style because it's a little bit of that too as well. Um, you could picture a combat boot. So again, it's a combat boot, and then sometimes it's done higher up the leg, and sometimes there's um, hardware. Um, sometimes the bottom, the thick, chunky sole is pu- is just like big rubber, and you think, oh, that'd be great for the snow because it's a big, thick rubber heel, but then sometimes it's not warm enough. So I've seen so many different variations. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's that hybrid boot. Some of them are actually shaped more like a hiking boot. You know, it's low. It's going to come just above your ankle. It's thicker. It's suede. It's kind of padded looking. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. even got the, the tie. The lace. The laces are like a rope, ropey kind of material, All right. All right. like a true hiker boot. Yeah. And they look more like, oh, that's a hiker. In fact, I just bought a pair like that. I'm just thinking of. And it's also definitely a, a hiker style on the top with the way it laces and how high it comes but then the bottom is just sort of a or one of those like gummy um flat heel not heel sole it's a flat boot but it does it is a platform um so yeah i'm seeing this hybrid boot um but and i love it and i think that this is definitely something worth adding to your wardrobe um i think that and the added s- versatility doesn't dis- detract from the style. Right. I think because there's so many different styles of, you know, like I said, some will look to some people will say, oh, that looks like a motorcycle boot. Some people will say, no, that definitely it looks like a snow boot and so on. So I think depending on what appeals to you, you know, you can get. But gone are the days when it's just like I remember having, you know, a high heel boot, a dressy boot and then a snow boot. And that was kind of it. You know, it was like, if you're going to put on a boot, it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. And the dressy boot was not meant for the snow no. or even even just slushy, rainy days. It was, And then that, there was a rain boot. And that was it. It was more about function. And I think now what we're getting into is a little more um, versatility and things you, that have dual purposes, which is great. Because that's what we all love, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, those are kind of what I've seen in stores. I think those are worth investing in. Any of the things that I've mentioned, depending on, you know, what you what works for you. And um, I think these are all going to continue into the next year, even into next season. Because, again, those boots that do kind of double duty, that's not a trend. I think that's – it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people's lifestyle. And you really compare it with so many different things. So, um, yeah, hopefully you'll have a fabulous pair of boots. All right, that'll do it this week for uh, me, and I'll be back next week with lots of fun things, talking about things happening in the new year. You won't want to miss it on Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich.